0: Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jocelyn. And your co-host, Raya.
1: The morning of March 22nd, 1977, was like any other. Chuck Morgan got his two kids ready for their day and drove them to school. Both of his daughters were dropped off at school that morning, but immediately after, Chuck disappeared for the first time. His wife was worried sick, but I did not find any information that she reported him missing.
0: Interesting.
1: Interesting indeed. After three long days, Ruth was surprised to see her husband walk through the door. Chuck was disoriented and had plastic handcuffs on one foot, his hands zip-tied together, and he was missing one shoe. Even stranger... Chuck was unable to communicate, motioning that he was unable to speak. Ruth gave him something to write with, and he filled her in on what had happened. He claimed that he had been kidnapped and tortured because he was working as a secret agent for the U.S. Treasury Department. He claimed that they had put a hallucinogenic in his throat, and if he swallowed it, it would surely attack his immune system.
0: Okay, I have so many questions right now. Number one, three days... And she didn't like report him missing. That's overkill. I get if it's like one fucking day. Yeah, I thought it was a little sus too. But like, just
1: because I couldn't find any info on it doesn't mean she didn't report it. Cause it is an old case, right? But it still seemed really weird.
0: And then like, man, that went from zero to a hundred. Like, and now he's a secret agent and he has something in his throat and he can't swallow. Well, and like, who's, like That's crazy. He's
1: a secret agent. For the Treasury Department.
0: Not only that, but if you're a secret agent, you can't tell people you're a secret agent. Yeah, like, there's a whole lot of nope here. And what it I, I don't know, the Treasury Department, they might be hiding some shit, but I don't
1: know. It's the U.S. Probs. I imagine Ruth didn't know what to believe, but she loved her husband, so she spent the next week nursing him back to health. Two months went by, and I'm assuming they were a normal two months. I mean, aside from her husband exhibiting extreme paranoia. He was so paranoid that he started wearing a literal bulletproof vest, and he started doing things to change his appearance, like growing a beard. He became nervous for their daughter's safety, and instead, he would drive them to school. He made sure that the school understood that only he could pick them up. Chuck even told his father that if he went missing, he had written a letter that would explain who had killed him.
0: Man, that would suck being that paranoid.
1: Yeah, it'd be trash, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On June 7th, Ruth's husband disappeared again, but this time, nine days went by. Ruth received a phone call from a mysterious woman who said, is all right, and then she listed a Bible verse that reads, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the doors shall be shut in the streets, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and desires shall fail, because men goeth to this long home, and the mourners go about the streets. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity.
0: What the fuck does that even mean? Um, so like
1: i don't really know it sounds like it's basically saying that like eventually people get sick of living and they die and come back to god
0: oh well they could have just said that
1: i mean that's what i'm getting out of it but i'm also not religious though
0: i just it's a lot of words it's very unnecessary
1: only two days later ruth got the call that chuck's body had been found despite wearing a bulletproof vest chuck had been shot in the back of the head by his own gun He wasn't far from his car, which was packed with weapons, ammunition, a radio, and one of his teeth wrapped in a piece of cloth. A $2 bill was found clipped to Chuck's underwear with some cryptic writing on it. On the bill, the Bible passage was written, along with seven Spanish names and the signers of the... Declaration of Independence were numbered one through seven. They also found a map that was hand-drawn and showed several roads that were known for smuggling between Tuscan and the Mexican border.
0: Hmm, So he was like involved in some sketchy shit.
1: Yeah basically.
0: Shortly after beginning the
1: investigation the police closed the case labeling it as a suicide despite some strange evidence popping up. Just days after the body was found, a woman called the police anonymously. She admitted to being the woman who called Ruth and called herself Green Eyes. She said that Chuck was going to meet her at a hotel but never showed and that she had seen Chuck with a large amount of cash in a briefcase. He claimed it was going to buy him out of a gang.
0: Interesting. Shortly after, Chuck's
1: car that had been impounded as evidence was broken into on the same day that his office was also broken into and torn apart. Three weeks later, two FBI agents searched their home, leaving it an absolute mess for Ruth. Later on, a reporter took interest in the case and spoke directly with the FBI. They had never even heard of Chuck Morgan's case and did not search Ruth's home. home.
0: I feel like this is just giving me a lot of, like in-the-gang vibes, and, like, I don't know why he said he was um, a secret agent, but... Yeah,
1: nah. The reporter who became invested in this case was named Don Devaraux and he was able to uncover some clues as to what could have happened to Chuck. Apparently, he was into money laundering through an escrow company. He also participated in large gold and platinum deposits, and a majority of his money came from these activities. Don believed that Chuck was killed because he was really Organized with his paperwork and recorded every single transaction. Unfortunately, when you're participating in organized crime, you really don't have want to have like proof lying around. <laughs> so when somebody found out that he did, he had to go
0: man, imagine like being murdered because you're too organized.
1: Dude, right? Like, stop keeping records, though, of crime. True. Unsolved Mysteries included Don in the show, airing in 1990, and only three months later, they reported that a man by the name of Doug Johnson was murdered in his car. Suspiciously, he worked across the street from Don, and he had actually drove a car that looked exactly like his. Don was convinced that he was the one who was supposed to die that day. One year later, Don was contacted by a writer named Donny Casalaro, who claimed... Claimed to have additional information about the case that he wanted to share with Don. He was never able to hear that information because Danny was dead before the date they were planning to meet up.
0: Wow, so, um, anytime somebody's involved in this, they die.
1: Exactly. So, let's go over a few of the theories. Theory number one, Chuck was really working for the Department of Treasury, and the work was classified, so he would be unable to tell Ruth about his work. She confirms that he never did tell her about what he did for work, but I have a hard time believing that this is what happened. Mostly because Ruth also reported that her husband had mentioned there was some laundering going on, and the less she knew, the better.
0: I feel like if I was married i i would know everything about my spouse so like if they were like there's laundering or i can't tell you what i do for work like i'd be like okay bye
1: yeah dude that's a big red flag just peace <laughs> like <laughs> right? I'm, I'm good theory number two this one seems like the most likely to me and goes along with don's theory I believe that Chuck was engaged in illegal activities and honestly just pissed some people off. To further this theory, we later learned that Chuck was a secret witness in a land fraud investigation, and he actually did an interview on this case not too long before his death. His interview could have been one of the reasons he was targeted, not to mention all of the other activities he was taking part in. I think Chuck told his wife he was working for the government out of embarrassment and in an attempt to tell her as little as possible about the illegal activities. After all, the less she knew, the better, remember?
0: Yeah, I guess, but, like, the way he said it, it's kind of fucked up. He just came home and was like, I'm part of—I'm a secret agent for the Treasury, and I have something in my throat, like—
1: yeah it's it's totally out there dude theory number three this theory is sort of my own and i don't think it's the correct one but i want to share it because we need to explore all options Chuck was showing some classic signs of schizophrenia, and he really did commit suicide. The reason I initially believed this is because it is very common for schizophrenics to latch onto the Bible as their motive, and they often believe they are doing secretive work. Chuck would fit this description because a Bible verse was repeatedly used, along with his fear of a mysterious hallucinogenic. Now, I'm not a doctor or a spy kid, but I have never heard of a hallucinogenic that could be stuck in your throat, if you, and if you swallow it, you'll surely die. But with that being said, I quickly threw out the theory as I read more about his illegal activities because that really makes the most sense here. I mean, like, especially after we learn about, like, the strange deaths that occurred around the reporter.
0: Honestly, I think it could be, like, a mix of your theory and then the theory number two because I feel like maybe he was a little bit paranoid or schizophrenic.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's really easy for schizophrenic people to, like, sway other people to make calls and stuff because, like... They don't always recognize the craziness. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, don't don't exclude your family from knowing what you do before you're murdered, I guess.
0: Yeah, moral of the story is um, don't do illegal things. Yeah, just don't do it, man. Bye. Bye.